Welcome to Inbound After Hours. Today we've got a show about running an event and what we've learned over the last two years. I've got myself, Mark Byrne, the uh, director of Digital 22. Also Ricky, director of Digital 22. Mm -hmm. Paul Mortimer, who's our head of content. And we've got a new guest on the show. We've got Emily Yates, who's an inbound marketeer, who's got quite a bit of experience in event planning. So how is everyone? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great. Well, let's kick off with some industry news stories. Has anyone got anything for us? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No pressure. Who's easy to ask? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I keep seeing lots of stuff about Facebook ads. Um, Every other post when I log on Twitter seems to be tips for Facebook ads, Facebook video ads. don't know. I think Facebook released some tips following the algorithm change. Okay. And seems to be a load of content about that at the minute. Okay. I've no tips to share. No. <laughs> just, just, that was just what I've noticed, yeah. yeah. It's just, I keep adding them to my refind. Okay. So I've seen you sharing it on our internal Slack with the teams. There's a lot going like, off at Facebook mm. at the minute. So it'll be interesting for you to look into that. Give us some tips next week. Yeah, 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 will do. Okay, cool. Ricky, anything good? Kind of similar thing, really, but um, Google rolled out a big algorithm update on the 1st of August. An algorithm um, update on the 1st of August. And a bit like what's happening with the the Facebook ads thing at the moment, there's loads of chatter, and then a couple of weeks later, you kind of find out what's happened, and there's a bit of insight. So we just Mm. about got to that point with it now. So they've given it a name, which is the Medic Update. Mm. It's a nice name. Um, The reason they've done that is because it's targeting um, mainly advice articles and blogs so a lot of medical advice stuff's been hit quite badly financial advice home advice lifestyle stuff like well-being how to be a better person when to buy a car when to have a baby like you know all the sort of general advice you get around your life um and the reason being is you'll have heard people talk about in seo over the last few months a thing called eat which is um the sort of trust-based factors around Google and a lot of these sites have been hit quite badly by the rollout of that so it's people writing advice on quite important things with mm-hmm. no authority to do so yeah, um, they've been hit quite badly so yeah, oh, no, it's, definitely. it's cracking yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, there's been a ton of talk about that but I wanted to wait like until the dust had settled to have a bit of a chat about that so okay. I guess if you're in if you're offering any sort of advice in, the ra- in and around those industries and you've been here that's probably a good a good indicator of what it is. Google doesn't think you're authoritative or trustworthy enough. So have a look who's writing your content, see if you can get more subject matters experts in it, try and understand it a bit better, increase the quality of your writing, re- reduce your grammatical errors, those sorts of things. So it's been quite a huge update. It's been talked about for a long time. So some clients that really affects. So yeah. Interesting too. I mean, it should be good for most of our clients because it should be their competitors which are going down, who've spun articles and got them written abroad badly mm. we have credible clients so yeah oh yeah no problem for us no yeah it should be positive good. it's good for their competitors who like you say just writing bogus crap crap yeah <laughs> yeah we can yeah. say crap can't we crap. <laughs> why not yeah, cool. yeah. now nah, good update ricky thank you cool let's crack on about events and so we're not professionals at this but what we have been doing over the last two years is running our quarterly Manchester Hug events. Mm. Uh, we took it from a small room of people to a very large room of people now. Yeah. We've learned a lot during the process, made a lot of mistakes as usual. Sure. Uh, hopefully we can uh, give the listeners some insights. Yeah. So let's kick it off nice and easy. What what do we need to start an event? What did we have in the early days? So I guess there, there was a need for the event yeah. really. So the uh, Hug stands for HubSpot User Group. 
So yeah. uh, HubSpot offer for people like ourselves to run an event around that, being experts in the field at it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the first thing you need to run an event is a reason. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, once you've got a re- our reason was to bring HubSpot users together. I guess that's the starting point really is what you're trying to mm. achieve, what's the reason for running it. Then that's going to go throughout your planning and your marketing really. Good shout, let's go around then. Um, mm. What else do we need? You shout out. Venue. You need a venue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and another thing we need is in the early days is supplying refreshments. Something something as simple as food or drink for the people who are gonna be there for three, four hours. But I think we did in the early days and people get a little bit touchy if they haven't got a cup of tea or a drink. So yeah, the sure. basics and are, clear off first opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anything from you women to think of? An understanding of yeah. of the people that are going to be at the event before you even begin yeah. so you can understand what what is important to them what what's convenient for them yeah definitely mm. on picking a on picking a venue then what have we all found from hosting events in the past in terms of what works what doesn't yeah well, i mean we, we we've done the the corporate hotel yeah we've done that and now we're not in a corporate hotel no. we didn't suit us as a business as an agency it wasn't as relaxed as it is now. The place we do it at now, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, mm. Do you agree with that? Mm, it's no, relaxed, I agree, yeah. um, There's random cities there. and um, What do you think, Emily? You think, to the uh, I went to the first, I went to my first hug yeah. just the other week. Um, and, and I think the relaxed feel of it yeah. really suited the style of event that we were hosting. Okay. Mm. Um, there was someone sat out in the room with the sofas playing the piano, which yeah. Yeah. proper chilled as you walk yeah. in, but yeah. goes back to what Emily said about knowing who's coming, like, we're not going to sell insurance in that room, are we? Yeah, it's back to the no. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's thing. Mar- digital marketers. Yeah, so. and they, they want to be a bit hipster, don't they, so kind of suits the audience a little yeah. bit. Where was that corporate... There was the it was a, I think it was in Hilton. Yeah. In Leeds, we did one in there. We've done quite a few different. Yeah, the next one in that shared space, didn't we? In Leeds yeah. as well. No, that was quite. We did that one. So that was in an office where it was a co-working place, and the meeting room was a co-working meeting room. So whilst we were talking, just around the curtain, someone was having a meeting, and they were like shushing us and stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah that did I'll tell you what else went wrong with that event as well. They had no milk for refreshments, so every single person were there yeah. were complaining because they couldn't have a cuppa. Mm. And we had to run to that shop and buy bottles Just of water s- and stuff like that. Silly prep for. Definitely. Yeah. And same problem at the same venue, not to be named, is really yeah. badly signposted. Mm. Yeah. It was tricky to find. Um, when you got to the front door, it didn't look like a real front door. It didn't tell you where to go when you got in the building. You just walked in. Just people cover up in as well. Yeah, so I guess internal signage is quite important. It's not just finding the buildings. Google Maps does a decent job of that these days. But when you get in there, if it's not, it hasn't got a reception, which a lot of places don't these days. It's mm. telling people where to go and how yeah. to get there. Talking about naming, naming the event, mm. brainstorm, come up with an idea, then that leads to branding the event. Yeah, I think going back a step, the why you're having the event and what you want from it. Yeah, like needs deciding and working out early on and then you can think who you're going to invite so mm-hmm. we've been we've been invited to some events where we thought i'm not sure what what the horse getting yeah. out of this but yeah it worked in the end um and the people who were there enjoyed it but i don't think it was quite right for me to attend but no. the people who didn't got stuff out of it it was good yeah i think the approach to events is changing a bit like marketing again it's 
if you if you get invited to an event and you know you're going to be sold to, mm. very I I wouldn't go if I thought it was that. So a lot of events now where they would have been very salesy in the past, that we're going to get speakers in who you'll find interesting. Uh, we're going to build a brand with you and trust with you. We're not going to sell this event. There'll be no pictures. A lot of events say that now. It's not salesy, and obviously the HubSpot user group isn't. Yeah. Um, I'm speaking at one in a couple of weeks, which is the Be Brilliant Club. That's a similar thing. It's just we're going to offer you value in the long-term knowledge that you'll trust us, and if you ever need to use us, mm. fair enough. That first Be Brilliant Club, actually, that I went to was. Um, I remember you spoke, and I think I was there taking pictures or something. And we came out and thought, did people find that useful? Did, yeah. Were they, were they interested in my marketing? We had some people on the car park who were like, oh, thanks for that. Just, just, they just wanted to go and learn something. Yeah. And that's what it was. I guess 20 years ago, it would have been a networking lunch or something. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting when you said about inbound and people going just wanting to learn and get some new business skills. There was a motivational speaker. There was you talking about inbound. And then there was... Yeah. Um, Dave did like a... Just a a meeting thing, didn't he? Really? And it worked. It worked, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to go off on tangents here. One of my questions later on is, should we sell an event? I know you touched on that. I'd like to come back on that. Yeah. You mentioned mm. about was he interested or not. The fact that we send out feedback forms straight after the event that really helped us. So people, what they liked, what they disliked. A lot of the complaints were about not having no milk or <laughs> the lighting, or it's too noisy. Shut the window. So that's really helped us. The end, end of the day, you, the long goal is to sell, isn't yeah. it? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think you mentioned a good point then when we were chatting about following people up. Yeah, I mean, at, at an event, if someone wants to be sold to, they'll make themselves known anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good point. They'll come up to you and then it's down to you to follow up on that right. yeah. in, in a timely manner because they're already warm. Mm. Mm. A lot of speakers always say, they say like, I'll be around after my talk. If you've got any follow-up questions, come and see me. And they'll, they'll generally hang around for an hour or so, won't they? And that's your opportunity to say, I'm really interested. Or tell me more about that. Or can I have a card or whatever it is. And the other good tactic, kind of slightly more salesy than that, that I see a lot of people do now is they end their talks with like a download action, like yeah. a CTA. It's like, I've told you about this. Now, if you want the cheat sheet to do this, or you want the checklist of the tips mm. I gave you, or some people even do it with the slides. Yeah. Like, if you want these slides, go to this landing page, fill it out, and... You can do it. I've got myself doing it at the hub the other week, yeah. when someone was asking about planning blog titles, and I was like, just drop me an email. And part of me, half of me is like, because I want to help. Yeah. And the other half's like, so you can be an audit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. It's like that to the inbound methodology, and it's add, add value. Yeah. Uh, reciprocity. I, mean, I do like the idea if you want the slide deck, drop me an email. Yeah. Because it's kind of what we do in inbound marketing anyway. I mean, yeah. well, we should do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, we did on this last hub one. We did on the last talk, we this. put the slides behind the landing page. Yeah. And that works quite well because we used to just throw them up there and yeah, uh, we start doing that, which works. It has worked quite well. But I mean, we'll be inbound in a few weeks, all of us, and all of those ones end with. Mm. This is my CTA, so what you should do next, that you, that you don't miss a trick in America. Mm. Okay. Definitely. What else do we need to get started? I think one, one lesson we learn mm. is the around networking as well. I don't know if it's me, but I hate networking with a passion. There's a talk at Inbound. Um, of networking for people who hate yeah, networking. Yeah. Brackets, everybody hates yeah. networking. Yeah. I'm not even going to it, I hate networking. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, get but we, we put networking on our event to start with, but when you're not networky, 
networking doesn't happen. No. You've got to make networking happen, and I can't make networking happen. It's not us really, so we don't make networking happen. So we just took it off. Mm. If you want, have, if you happen to be there fifteen minutes early and want to chat, cool. If you want to hang around and have a chat, so it's cool. But I'm not going to have this this thirty minutes where you've got to talk to Tell people. Tell you what we've learned from that because there was a new crowd at the last talk, whereas the last five or six had the same crowd growing, yeah. and people were mm. bringing someone they knew. Yeah. So th- I missed the one before the last one. But the one before that had a really regular group there yeah. who were like, oh, nice to see you again. Like, it's just so organic, isn't it? Yeah. You've got that community then, yeah. You're what right. about repeat events? I mean, you know, you've organised a lot of events in your old role. Did you do any that were a regular one every six months? Or? Yeah, so the company that I worked at was a distributor. So they held distributor meetings and the distributors were like international. They were from France or Australia or everywhere basically and every year we brought all them together into one room to provide them with some learning updates mm. back to the value thing as well in that industry CPD was really important and mm. having someone that could like offer that value that they could then use against their mm. CPD points yeah yeah um, but yeah I mean if you run the event right you can take the hard work out of planning the next one yeah. because people want to return. Yeah, no, definitely. Hard work out of marketing it as well. Yeah. The CPD is a good thing. I mean, we've never actively talked about that with the hook that you can um, put your hours into your chartership sort of thing to keep your, your licence going. Um, but I noticed the Be Brilliant Club, they say you can claim back two and a half hours, whatever it is, because with most of these, you don't... With some a lot of these, you don't have to be like an accredited thing. It's just I've been to an event for an hour on that subject. I kept my learning up, so I'm going to knock an hour against it, and it's mm-hmm. it's quite an easy win for so people. So I, isn't I it? never maintained my CPD. Yeah. Um, I didn't maintain the membership to yeah. the Chartered Institute. But for me, when when I did, I went to as many events as possible. Yeah. People want to attend your events just mm-hmm. to take points from that Definitely. Mm-hmm. so as long as you're giving them value yeah. they're mm-hmm. going to come yeah. that's, no, that's a good, good point there's CPDs for most industries yeah. like it's pretty applicable to most mm-hmm. events isn't it if it's a learning based event okay. budget it can can run away with you as you know mm-hmm. the venue costs speaker costs tea coffee yeah. you can get carried away I'd always try and have a budget Five hundred thousand pound, five grand, whatever you've got, could go higher. Can easily go out of control. Mm. You've got to set one, haven't you? You've got to set one. Um, I think what we found with this one again is looking for different spaces. It again depends on what your event yeah. is. Like you can't host something more formal this way, but um, have a look around. There's meeting spaces where you don't expect ours is in like the back of a coffee shop, essentially, isn't it? Mm. And it's a it's a meeting room, but you'd have never known that was there. Yeah. So it's just having a look around, speak to people in the city, where's some different cool spaces. And because they're not advertised, they're not running AdWords, I need to fill up this space. It's, an, it's a proper meeting space. I tend to find they're a lot cheaper as well. Like, yeah. I'm sure ours is five, six times cheaper than it would be to be in the Manchester. Yeah. Hilton, other hotels are available, but <laughs> yeah, um, central, central Manchester. They charge it by the second or the minute. Yeah, know. it's a quirky coffee shop, isn't yeah. it? So they charge by the minute. Yeah. Uh, if you so, if you walk in, they take your time and you can eat and drink as much as you like, and then they charge it by the minute. Mm. I don't know how they charge us for the event. I don't know if it's based on that minute system, but it's 
it's five, six times cheaper than a standard yeah. venue would be, and it suits our culture. So yeah. that, that just made me think of we've do, been doing there for a while now, yeah. and the staff have got to know us. Yeah. A couple of new that people helps. on who I went last time. But, yeah. Um, the same people were there last year. Yeah. So they were like, they knew you were coming, they knew what you wanted, the, the room was 90% already set up, yeah. how you want it, because someone who was there when you did it last month remembers, oh actually yeah. they needed this lead, didn't they, so I've got that ready. Yeah, what we've also sound, found really helpful with that is when people wander into an event, they never know what it's exactly called, do they? Yeah. So you hear, I hear people walking in going, I'm here for Upspot, I'm here for Hook, I'm here for Digital 22, I'm here for User Group. And because we've been there for a few years now, the guys at the thing, you just go, yeah, you're back there, room three, whatever it is. First time, it was just people wandering, looking for where they were going. So yeah. that, that does help if you're running regular events to keep it in the same place, doesn't it? Helps people find it as well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So it's great having these events, but if you don't record it, film it, use the audio, you can't repurpose, you can't use it in your marketing. So we, we invested, we talked about this before, we invested in a cheap camera yeah. and an audio mic. That's how we started off. And the David. <laughs> then, yeah, well now now because it's doing well we've invested, we've got all the kit, we've got David over there, but who <laughs> <laughs> gets paid a, a large amount of money to do what he does. <laughs> but yeah, we just started off small, didn't we? Yeah. Just with a handheld camera, so uh try and record the event and back to audio, Paul, you talked about this with yeah. podcasting. You, your audio's gotta be second to none if you're gonna put it on SoundCloud. Yeah. Anything else you can think of? I think that's a huge point that's worth mentioning is you just you do you can if you put your mind to it get a lot out of the event mm, yeah. we've recorded it so that goes on our YouTube channel it goes on our video hosting platform we transcribe it which makes part of a blog and the guys write up some some better sort of notes in the transcription around the blog so we get a blog out of each speaker and then we do the audio so you're getting three sets of media from each talk yeah. um, scale up by the number of speakers you call the number of times you run it a year Snippets if you're doing Instagram, yeah, thirty second snippet of a key point or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know this, and we used to do it all, didn't we? Used to roll all this out and create yeah, the videos sure. and the snippets, and it's amazing what one event can do from uh, repurposing. Six months later, we're still sharing stuff. And, uh, oh, definitely. Cool. Uh, what else have I got? Speakers, cameraman, slide decks. So don't go in and wing it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you what is tricky um, for me personally was is opening it or closing it. Yeah, I think there's a skill in that, and there's some like Dan Tyre who's coming, for example, he'll be brilliant oh, at brilliant. closing yeah. the hug off. Yeah, or yeah. Luke at the Be Brilliant event, definitely. Dave could it as well. Um, yeah, that's something. Like, yeah. yeah, we're pretty. Hi everyone, let's kick it off and, and go. We could get better, as we could get better at introing these. Hundred percent. Uh, last good. last one was particularly relaxed. I don't even know if I went to the front of the room. <laughs> I think I just stayed in my seat at the back and said, "Like, we'll just crack on with speakers, guys." Yeah, Here I we go. It. It and, yeah. Pretty much just like uh, the that's end, it, really. <laughs> <laughs> so we do need to get better at that. We do, um, yeah, but it, it again suits your suits your audience, doesn't it? Okay, let's. Um, we've got everything we need. Let's talk about the marketing side of it. So, what do we need to do to promote the event, sort of pre and post? What what are we doing now? Emailing everyone, aren't we? We've got because well, we've had a few events. We've got people who've attended, so you can tell them about the next one. How far ahead would you say would you start marketing the event? What are we doing at the minute? We've gone for three months. We're three months, yeah, and, and we run them three monthly. I guess it'd be different if you're running annual events or something yeah. different. I mean, 
with the annual events that I held, there were several others throughout the year where you saw those people again. Yeah. So they were always in contact with you. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, if you're not seeing them that regularly. Yeah. Then having the events closer together is a better option. Definitely. And if you watch what the pros do, so we go to inbound. The the last day of inbound, they start selling tickets for next year. Mm. So they're starting a year out. Yeah. Um, you get them best part of half price if you buy them at the event for next year's event. And then the price dwindles to full price throughout the year, pretty mm-hmm. much. You can get 75% off if you like six months away and it kind of comes down. So those big guys running massive conferences, they're marked and every day mm-hmm. of the year. All, and it just starts the day the last one finished. <laughs> yeah, probably starting now for next year. <laughs> God, definitely, yeah. They'll have plans, they'll be lining speakers up for next year already. Um, actual exhibition like events as well they sell stand, stand space on the day that you finish setting up your stand do you want to come back event. again next yeah. year yeah but buy the same space and you can have it cheaper mm-hmm. I guess as far out as you can go the, the better with all these things isn't it people have got to get them in the calendars I think if you're starting far out you've got to keep regularity of communication up but we've done a great job of that this year we've pre-booked all the speakers for every month yeah we did we'll, it a year in advance we'll like every couple of months we'll scrap and try and get it's a headache away doesn't yeah. it I remember when we first started or when I first started going anyway um, like who's coming tomorrow yeah, <laughs> yeah. but now it's yeah yeah and then, then we built a website and then we split it down on months and put everything on there and we just direct everything to that site then so it's a good point about like where what's the focal point of your event mm. works for us having a website because we can build websites we use HubSpot to gather the attendees and stuff because we've got HubSpot yeah. if you didn't if we didn't have access to those things um, you see a lot of people focusing on the big event sites instead don't you Eventbrite and yeah. things like that I think you've got to have that focal point of that's what Danny Igloo used, doesn't it? I think. Do yeah. Use event a lot of a lot of people use that, don't they? That's where your information about your event is, where you can register, where you can sign up, think about how that integrates in your current systems, how you're going to print off like a register of attendees and all that sort of stuff. On a different scale, just at the cricket club and part of the, we just use Facebook events. Yeah. So that's because that's where their yeah membership is. Yeah. There's, yeah, you've got to pick yeah. your platform where it's mm. focalised around. I don't think it matters too much what it is. Just, like you say, pick it for your membership. Social media then. What are we doing for social media at the minute? Get a hashtag and own it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Put the hashtag up on the first slide or on a... We put it on like a whiteboard at the side. It's on the footer of the slides. Get Tell people what to use if they're in the event. Build hype before it on the hashtag. Then mm. saying what they can expect to hear about at the event. Nice. Yeah. Let's, let's talk more about social media. We're, we're putting stuff out there before the event. Yeah. Um, we've got a team of people during the event who are answering questions. We live stream now. That's, yeah. a, that's a new improvement. Yeah. We've got a live stream camera, so yeah. that's direct onto um, Facebook. Facebook. We've just got a new app. We're going to test it on the next one where it can go to uh, YouTube and Twitter as well. So we're always trying to improve. Uh, you, I mean, you guys do all this, don't you? Then after the event, just reach out, feedback. Like you said earlier, it's still there. Yeah. Like, when I think the one that did really well was the Olivia one. Yeah. From when she spoke from HubSpot. And there was loads of views after the event. Yeah. Even though, because it's shot live, you, you don't need to be that polished. People know they're watching a live stream yeah. that's not live. So, and you can have the edited version, like what David's cut up from last week on the blog or yeah. on the landing page, where it needs to be impressive and, and yeah. 
and sharp, but the live event can just be like there's a camera there in the corner, it's just a mobile phone. That was great. Olivia did uh, accounts based marketing. All her friends and colleagues at HubSpot were watching, they shared the live stream, we shared the live stream, it went viral in a way. We had 35,000 viewers yeah. on that live stream. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, an event with yeah. 35 people there. Yeah. I think at that, yeah, I think yeah. 60 of them that day. It was a decent one, on it? Yeah. GDPR, yeah. It does it? make you wonder if that is part of the reason why there's been so many new people at the event since then. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. it was a room where you didn't know many people at the no. last one. Definitely. And it could well be that that's caused it. Yeah, that's a good point. And then that, we've changed the time of the event mm. to during work hours. Oh, that's that's a good point, yeah. It was a big, quite a big shift for us, wasn't it? So we used to hold it seven, eight o'clock at night, was mm -hmm. it? Or maybe a little bit earlier, I can't remember. Uh, but it was definitely an after-work thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we doubled our attendance when we changed it to a mid-morning, didn't we? We thought people would come. I think it started at six. Because we six. thought people would like to, you know, excuse for, to get away early. I'm off to a, yeah. a training thing. And there was a few people who did, and who were engaged. Yeah. And then somebody mentioned, can we do it during the day? Because he came up from London, I think. Um, so we didn't have to stay over and we tried it yeah. and the numbers went up didn't they? Yeah. I always say that you should look for every reason that someone won't attend your event yeah. Yeah. and try to combat it mm. so after work people have to go and pick kids up from school or they've got to go walk the dog something yeah. as simple as that whereas during work time they're already out Yeah, yeah. it's a really good point that because on our first year we had one that was um it was Champions League final or some or Champions League semi final night or something, but because you book them a year in advance, you can't yeah. really change them as well. Um, right in the middle of it, and we got about 10 people turning up. Like, you've got a there's, there's nothing happening in your work day if it's a work event, it's work, isn't it's it? work, yeah. so it does make a lot of sense. It's really valuable stuff. This, I'd like to keep, keep going on this for the viewers. What else have we done wrong over the last two years? What can help these guys so they don't make the same mistake? I think um, a really small detail one, but get your audio-visual stuff right, particularly cables. Mm. Like, the amount of... You go in, there's a projector. I mean, for some reason, we have a different projector every time we go there. And yeah, I don't know do. what, the, what that's all about, but uh, sometimes you go and you've got them old VGA cables, sometimes you've got HDMI, and then we look from out people... Our end of different people going all the time, so you guys are on Mac, so you've got... HDMI's but us guys are on Chromebooks or USB-C's I remember one where we had like a connector into a connector into a connector into a wire <laughs> into the thingy it's like and the wire was too short yeah, yeah and then the wire was too short <laughs> so. was it you who ran to Matt oh, or something yeah, oh yeah like, so <laughs> I think yeah being prepared yeah. bring every adapter cable with some big long cables and stuff I know you've mentioned it at a hug actually but camera equipment as well yeah, yeah. test everything have extra sim cards backup batteries david knows charge your batteries yeah backups of everything yeah because stuff does go wrong laptops crash uh, because there's nothing worse than getting all them people in a room getting your speed because you can't record it mm. another similar sort of theme thing um first event we did i think we we had three speakers everyone had their own slide decks so we have to plug their laptops in each time yeah. the speaker changed Okay, it's really basic, but if you're holding your first event, you don't think about it. Uh, but obviously now we say send your slides a week in advance, we pull them all into one slide deck. People are sending us from PowerPoint, and I don't even know what Apple's one's called, but I edit once. And you've got to get that all inside Google Slides, which slightly changes the formatting and stuff. But if you can just deal with that a week in advance, mm. get one slide deck on and just say, 
carry on on the same laptop. It's just so smooth. No, that is right. I think another one's screaming your speakers. An example, we'd get HubSpot speakers. They all get training. They're really good. We had a few other agencies saying, oh, can we speak at your event? We want to add value. We got them in. We didn't check them out, really, as in maybe watch YouTube of them speaking. Yeah. The slides deck's quite poor. The speaking wasn't okay. very good. And this is making it sound like we're like, not to get us wrong, we're not saying like, oh, no, we no. Want, what, what the, the, the risk is, isn't it? The if, the, if it's, if it's crap, it's yeah. harder to get people to come again. And it's your name against it. Exactly, yeah. Um, so we've, we've had some great ones and oh, we've had some brilliant. bad ones. So uh, obviously the bigger events, they all make you submit a video up front, don't they? And yeah. um, if you want to speak at Inbound or something, you've got to send a video of yourself speaking and rightly so if you're going in front of... Mm. Yeah. A few thousand people with your name on it. Um, yeah. That's a good tip. We've done some crazy things. One idea we had to go around the room and everyone introduce herself, and I think it lasted about 45 minutes one day. So that we, we abolished that. It worked well when there was a yeah, small was group, a small but then group. suddenly 60 odd people come through the door and you're like, uh, yeah. can't do this again. Networking, networking at the beginning, yeah. we tried that. Do you want to explain what happened there, Ricky? Yeah, no, like same focus. We're not networky people. You can't force what you're not good at. Um, I think there'll be events where that flow is really, really great, but I think the hosts have got to start it, facilitate it, work the room, all that stuff, and that's not the stuff that we just can't. We can't do it. I, I go and have a slice of cake and a drink, to be fair, just before it. So. <laughs> I remember with the slide deck, you look back and laugh now, the slide deck with the agenda and you were like half hour networking yeah. on, on the screen, everyone was sat there quiet. You yeah. will network now. Yeah. yeah. So are you not going to do it? No, we're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Anything else we've done wrong? I think we're about time on that. Um, to be fair, I think David's been uh, waving at us Is a little it? bit, so <laughs> I think um, okay, I think we're on to the next segment, mate. Okay, so it is um, game time, isn't it? We normally do what we've been working on. If anyone's had anything particularly poignant to talk about this week, any particular things anyone's been trying to tackle or solve? Uh, well, we went to see, I think, our oldest client. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Went over sure. to Shannon. Um, I don't know. Can do we? Yeah, before we talk about it, aren't they? Shoot cruise. Yeah. Um, sorry, David. I'm rocking your microphone. Uh, yeah, that was good. I've spoken to them since since I joined two and a half years ago. It's the first time I've been to their face head to face. office and yeah, met face to face. Yeah, that was nice to meet those people. Um, and then found Google Samantris, a new game. Oh yeah, that's that my, good. my highlight this week. Do you want to explain to people that. what that is? Yeah. It's Google's AI that has a, it's like a form of Tetris and it plays word association. So there's a Tetris board with words in. What are you laughing at? It's the geekiest game of all time. I suggested it as the game for yeah. today. No, I, it's, it's a cracking game, yeah. but it's funny, <laughs> it's funny watching you describe, oh yeah, it's uh, semantic I words on Tetris. And yeah. I just thought, no, I'm not going to bother. So it <laughs> well, uses semantics, uh, Google's semantics learning, and if it's got a word there that's ping pong and you put table in yeah. it works out that you've linked it to ping pong and then that tile removes okay. and it works like Tetris yeah. so new ones come in oh, that's good no, you were on it at the airport for a while weren't you yeah. mate we'll link to it in the show notes because I think it's worth people having to go at have you got to be good at spelling <laughs> well I don't yeah I can't work out what Google get out of it what they're learning I think it's showing people what they know in that yeah or maybe they're building a database well, that's related words. They must be getting something out yeah, of it. Could be. Emily, what have you been up to this week? Um, PPC for a lot of our clients, yeah. trying to like get the most out of their 
accounts and their budgets. Um, one thing we've done in particular is set up ad roll for one client. Right. So we're hoping to see that provide some real success. Yeah. Good, good things. Okay. Like, um, it's kind of coming into budgeting, I guess, but tying in a little bit what Paul's saying, starting to visit clients, talking about budgets for next year. So I guess that probably resonate with all of the, the viewers that got to start thinking about how much they want to spend in 2019, ask the boss what the targets are, try and get more. some get some more money for the, for that bigger target. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good nudge for people to start that process now, because it takes a while. Good. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. then we're on to the, uh, the fabled game. Yeah, that's nice. Not some Andrews, it's a better yeah, one. It's a better one. No Andrew though. No, Andrew no so I'm going to be, I'm going to be Andrew this week. I'm going to host the game okay. um, and give that a go. So if the current scores is one for me, one for Paul, none for you yet, Mark. No. And Emily is going to play for me this week. So Andrew's not in, because where is he? He's skiving. Skiving. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so Ricky's brought in a substitute and Emily just happens to be our PPC specialist. Oh yeah, yeah. she's got a keyword volume, so <laughs> oh, you got to pick your well. subs right, haven't yeah. you? So I'll be a bit nicer than Andrew, I'll tell you what the game's about for your benefit, Emily. So basically there's going to be a word on screen and I'm going to tell you how many times that's searched for. I'm going to tell you the next word and you're going to say whether it's higher or lower. We're going to do that a few times and we get to the end and there's going to be a bonus round. The bonus round is worth two points and that's, I guess, the closest number wins. Okay. It's quite simple. We should be cool, but let's have a go. So, keeping it on theme, the first word is event uh, planning checklist. So, keeping up with that, four and a half thousand people a month are in the same uh, place that we are and search for event planning checklist uh, every month. So. Do more or less people search for Google algorithm update? You see, I'm keeping is the that, theme. Is the that top. recent? This is uh, annual averages per month on worldwide search volumes, oh, just God. to clarify. Go higher. Higher? Lower. 100% lower. It's oh. higher. Well done, Emily. Collusion. There's an extra thousand there, so yeah, 5,400 people a month search for Google algorithm update. Mm. So, next keyword is Rand Fishkin, yeah. Wizard of Moz, formerly. Yeah. Is he searched for more more times or less times than Google algorithm update? Rand, pretty popular Rand, isn't he? Mm. search for Moz Rand. It's just specifically just for the word Rand Fishkin. Oh. Emily's going lower. He's got, he's got a great following Rand. We met, yeah. as you know. Um, had a good chat with mm -hmm. I'm going to go higher. You want higher? I'm going to go higher. Yeah. Higher, higher, lower, and it's lower. Okay. So Emily is destroying you guys here, so that's 4,400 per month. He sent her this. <laughs> yeah, I haven't fixed this at all. And Alan Partridge, is he more or less popular in searches than Rand Fishkin? Gotta be higher. He's super famous, this guy. Don't look at Emily because she's good at it. What are you going with? <laughs> well, whoever's winning should go first. No, no, I'm looking at you. So. Hi. I'm going ever so slightly lower. Lower? No, Partridge absolutely Partridge destroys it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he was on Partridge. So there you go, you're back in the game, guys. Give Too yourself long. a shot. So, it's basically winner takes all on the bonus. <laughs> it's third time this has happened. <laughs> so whoever gets the closest to this will win the show. So, I want to know exactly how many searches a month do you get for how to tie a tie? In straight to Google. How many people put that into Google every month? How to tie a tie? Not YouTube. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Emily, do you want to take a guess? Six and a half thousand. Six and a half thousand people a month. Paul? Seventy-five thousand. Oh, that's a big difference. That's a big difference, Mark. I'm gonna go with fifteen thousand seven hundred and fifty. Fifteen thousand seven hundred and fifty. Okay, everyone on the edge of the seat. It's six hundred and seventy-three thousand. So you're only a thousand times. <laughs> so that's Paul. Back of the net. You're in the lead. Well played. Thanks. Good game. Good game. That's it for this Thank week. Thank you. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, maybe a question time would work as well. Maybe a question time. Oh, like a quiz. Like a quiz. Could try mm -hmm. that. Try that next time, maybe. Yeah, good. Cool. Okay. Do you so want to... Thanks, everyone, for playing. Yeah, and thank thanks, everyone, for joining the podcast. Do you want a quick mention about our Facebook page again while we're oh, here? Oh, yeah. Plug it. Well remembered. Yeah. Inbound so... after hours. Yeah, go on Facebook, put it in Inbound after hours. <laughs> and there's lots of discussions there about everything Inbound, a little bit of HubSpot stuff. So come and join us and join in the discussion. Okay, great. Thanks for the guys. Thanks, Emily. Hopefully you'll come back on the show again. Yes, please. Thanks, yes, please. Thank okay. you for joining us. Take care then. Bye. Bye.